0: You're
1: listening to Nightlight. Hi again, and great to be with you for another Nightlight show. And I pray this one will be very inspirational for you. We're going to be taking a trip up to Gulu in northern Uganda and listening in on one of the Bible classes that John Rose, when he visited Uganda on a mission trip earlier this year, taught. It was just actually as the coronavirus pandemic was starting to get serious, in China. John has spent many, many years in the Middle East, where he's helped many thousands of desperately poor and suffering refugees. Because he lives in a Muslim country, he very much enjoys the freedom to teach the Bible openly here in Uganda. And when you listen to him teach, you can tell that he's really enjoying himself. And he's kept his sword very sharp, and his knowledge of the Bible and the scriptures right on the tip of his tongue. The class is called True Riches, and this is a topic that we asked John to teach to counteract the prosperity gospel which many of the Ugandan churches teach. I've chosen three or four fun topical songs to complement John's teaching, and we will join John in Gulu after the first song from Emmanuel Gilligan. If you value the True Riches, then you won't need to go buying a lot of stuff.
2: Stuff that you look buff in Stuff to keep your stuff in Stuff to keep your stuff more organized Now add a bit more fluff We just can't seem to get enough of Stuff to make the lips smile, not the eyes But how can life consist of things We're making lists of Instead of all the stuff we try Now until the day we fly Away Naked and away Stuff that ends up busted Shiny cars all rusted Stuff gets robbed so keep the codes concealed Stuff that you can't strut in Rest your weary a mansion or a hut out in the fields Stuff that you look tough in Stuff to keep your stuff in Stuff to give you just the perfect hair Stuff that you can try on Even stuff to fly on Planes and helicopters Bomb, to make it trip right on out of your head. Stuff that you can't snuff on me.
3: Class is called true riches what are the true riches let's turn to matthew chapter 6 okay i remember again jesus is the perfect image of god so let's learn from jesus himself the very son of god become the son of man matthew chapter 6 verse 19 20 and 21 who is fast with their telephone oh 19, 20,
4: 21. Lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth, where moth and rust do corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust do corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart be also.
3: Where your treasure is, there will your heart be. That is so good to meditate on. Where is your treasure? What do you think about? What runs through your mind? First part's very easy. Lay not up treasures on earth. I know, you know, Arab princes, Saudi Arabia, Dubai, Arab princes they have 10 cars, 20 cars in the garage. What good will that do them on the judgment day? The rich Arab prince and the poor Somali tribesman who just has a few little goats both of them will stand before god the judgment day matthew 25 verse 34 i believe let's see how sharp my sword is yes when the son of man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him then he shall sit upon the throne of his glory 25 31 32 and before him shall gather all nations and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats and he will say to the people on the right Come, enter into the kingdom of heaven I was hungry and you fed me I was thirsty and you gave me to drink I was naked and you clothed me So everyone on that day will be equal The minister of Uganda and the poorest person in the village we will all stand before God and God will look at the heart of man what did you do in your heart did you help the poor were you kind so riches profit nothing in the day of wrath the Bible says who knows where that's at I forget <laughs> riches you can look it up you could search it riches profit not in the day of wrath if you find it on your Google please let me know so let's turn now to Luke chapter 12, except for the man who's looking for that verse for me. Again, Jesus is talking. One of the companies said to Jesus, Master, speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. So this is probably a younger brother. The older brother got the bigger inheritance. So this young guy, I want this money. Talk to my brother to give me more. And Jesus said, man, who made me judge or divider over
4: you. Proverbs 11:4 says, Riches provide no security in any day of wrath and judgment. But righteousness delivers from death.
3: Thank you. So, the previous verse is Proverbs 11:4, Riches will not save you in the day of judgment. But Jesus will. We'll find Jesus greater than any riches. Right now in China, the coronavirus it's hitting the rich and it's probably hitting the poor too. But for us, we do not have to fear. Okay, so Jesus says, Man, who has made me judge over thee? And then Jesus said, Take heed, verse 15, and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consists not in the abundance of things which he possesses. Your life is not the things you own. Ever since I was born, I was taught my life is the things I own get more get more get more and it's on a mad material rat race more 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 and thank God I got saved at a young age and I realized this is just a game but I've seen people they work they work for a bigger car bigger house only to find out it didn't satisfy in the end there's only one thing that can satisfy the deepest longing of the heart what is that Jesus flesh can satisfy flesh Temporarily only, but only spirit can satisfy that longing in your heart. The deep longing you have to be reunited with the creator, only God's spirit can do that. Lord Byron, an Englishman in the 1800s, I believe, he lived, said, I drank of every cup of pleasure in the world, yet I die thirsty. Everything he did, travel, woman, wine, riches yet he die of thirst. But Jesus said to the woman at the well, he that drinks of this water shall never thirst again. You get that peace that I leave with you. John 14, 27. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth I unto you. To me, that's that you rich. Because so many people, you, you work for riches because you want security. You want everything to be okay. But remember, we read the other day, Ecclesiastes 5.12, The rich man cannot sleep because of the abundance of his riches, but the sleep of the laboring man is sweet, the true riches.
5: Feeling all right while listening to Night Light.
3: Okay, so after this whole incident, Jesus gave a parable. Verse 16, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth fruit plentifully, he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. I have so much, no room to store all my crops. Ha ha! this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater barns, bigger barns. And there will I bestow all my fruits and all my goods. I'll keep it to myself. Selfishness right there. I'll keep it to myself. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him that night, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall these things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself, and is not rich towards God. So in our life, we want to be rich towards God. How are you rich towards God? Any ideas? By serving others, by helping others. Remember Jesus said, I was hungry and you fed me? By serving others. Another very important way, Proverbs 11.30, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is... Wise. Yesterday, Francis and I just went out for a few minutes just talking to kids on the streets, handing them tracts, trying to lead them to Jesus, influence them to Jesus. Daniel 12.3. I think I better look that one up. Daniel 12.3. It says, They that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Do you want to shine in heaven? Do you want a crown of glory? Turn people to righteousness. Whether it's your prison ministry, your street children ministry, just talking to the kids on the street, just by being kind to your neighbor, people look at you and say, hmm, I want to imitate him. Because people copy people. We look for role models. We look for someone to follow. There's a great famine in the land the land, the hearts of the people. They're looking for someone to follow. So God help us to be that sample, a good sample. So to me, that's the greatest rich as all. He that winneth souls is wise, Proverbs eleven thirty. They that turn many to righteousness shall shine like the stars forever and ever. One man of God said, One life, it will soon be past. Only what's done for Christ will last. C. T. Studd said that. He was a very wealthy Englishman. He gave up all of his riches to do mission work in China. I'm not sure. He may have came to Africa too. He was a very wealthy man. He saw these riches profit me nothing in the long run. I want to go and win souls. The Bible says in James chapter four, your life is like a vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow so it's like do it now if you do a good thing do it now don't wait for tomorrow remember how we said yesterday Paul he always seems to repeat Jesus Jesus says it and Paul writes it out again in the epistles Philippians chapter 4 Paul too probably came from a very good family probably had some wealth he left Tarsus in Turkey at that time it was not Turkey Asia Minor studied in Jerusalem very educated in Philippians 4, he says, "says Not that I speak in respect of want. I have learned in whatsoever state I am to be content. Verse 12. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. How was Paul abased? How many times was he in prison? How many times was he stoned? How many times was he shipwrecked? What did Paul and Silas do in prison? They sang songs, right? They praised the God, and there was an earthquake set them free. When he was in the darkest hours, he praised God. Then in Cyprus, where he's traveling to Cyprus, he is brought before the governor. What did he do with the governor? He witnessed. He witnessed to the jail keeper. don't kill yourself. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. In the poorest area, he's with the governor, and Festus, and all these other guys, and he's, one governor said, or one... Assistant to the king, Paul, are you gonna make me a Christian? Whether with the poorest or whether with the richest, he witnessed that was his treasure. You're the treasure. I can bring you and you and you to heaven with me, but I can't bring my uh shilling, my coins. Even if these were gold coins, I can't bring them. Gold, what will gold be like in heaven? You ever heard the story of the rich man who brought, snuck in a backpack full of gold to heaven? He really prayed, "Oh God, let me bring all this gold with me." He gets to the gate and the angel looks at him and says, "Why did you bring stones with you to heaven?" We we use these to build the street, you know, to pave the streets here. The streets of gold. Why did you bring stones to heaven? But you never heard that before. Right? But it's a good parallel. But the true riches are souls. I want to bring souls to heaven. Matthew 13 Jesus talked about the seed the sower planted the seed some brought forth 30 fold some brought forth 60 fold some brought forth 100 fold I want to bring as many souls as I can to heaven this is the riches in the past conquering armies when you went out and conquered a new land I don't know was a great Bantu tribe and came and conquered Uganda or whatever tribe or when you conquer land, sometimes, like in the Old Testament times, they'd bring the spoils back to the king. We got this, we got this. Well, there's a king of kings, and who is the king of kings? Jesus, the king of kings. And I want to bring him the greatest riches of all. What's the most valuable thing to Jesus? Souls. You are the most valuable. I want to bring souls to Jesus and present them at his feet. That's my passion. So, Jesus said this search. Remember he told the Pharisees, search the scriptures to see if these things be so. We talked about the Berean church. When they went home, they searched the scriptures to see if Paul was right. The Jews did when he was showing that Jesus was the Messiah from the Old Testament prophecies. You need to go home and search these scriptures. Am I telling you the truth? And what does search mean? Like if I lost a piece of gold... Ah, I would go searching for that piece of gold. But if it's just a, co- a coin, if it's just five shilling, I might not search for it. If it's just one penny. Oh, he found it. Remember that woman that lost his silver coin? She rejoiced. Okay, so if I, when you search for something, it's usually something valuable, right? So if I lo- drop my contact lenses, I don't wear a contact lenses. just a story. They're worth, say, a lot of money. If it came out, I would search search I would get down I would look over every inch till I found that valuable coin do you do that with the Bible search the scriptures Psalm 119 verse 72 I hope I'm right thy words are better to me than thousands of gold and silver thousands I may be wrong in that verse Psalm 119 the word is better than thousands of gold and silver Job 23 verse 12 so like man shall not live by bread alone Matthew 4.4 4. Job says I've steamed the words of my mouth more than my daily food so do we search the scripture also do we let the scripture search our heart it's a double search here search the scripture but for where your treasure is there will your heart be do we stop and meditate on that Jesus, where is my heart really at? Search me, O God. Search my inward parts, the Bible says. So that's how we're supposed to read the word. Search for hidden treasures. And I know sometimes I'm in a hurry or I get lazy. I just read the word, la, 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 la. I read through different things. Oh, I like this. Psalm 23, it's so comforting. The Lord's my shepherd. I sort of get comforted by it, but I'm not digging deeply into the word. I search, search, search. What do I need for that day?
5: cannot serve God and mammon You cannot serve God and mammon So lay not up for yourselves Treasures upon earth Where moth and rust doth corrupt And thieves break through and steal But lay up for yourselves Treasures in heaven cause where your treasure is, where your heart will be where your treasure is. Is there your heart will be
3: okay Paul again let's go back to Paul about the riches of Christ shall we turn to the book of Romans 2 4 Paul knew what the real riches were. Romans 2 verse 4. Do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long suffering, knowing not that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Paul was focused on the true riches, the riches of his goodness. All throughout the epistles, you're going to see Paul talking about the riches. Uh, Romans 9.23 And that he might make known to you the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he has prepared beforehand for glory. The riches of his glory. He's just so magnificent. We're talking about yesterday or the day, yeah, Yesterday we said about we're married to Jesus. Are we that much in love with him? The riches of his glory just beautiful to meditate upon him. Uh, Romans 11 verse 33. Oh, he exclaims, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Let's take a look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us how much he loved us rich in mercy god does not reward us according to our sins we know that right david said if god marked our iniquities not one man would stand psalm 130 verse 3 if god would count our sins no one would stand did you ever see hear or see about someone who's blindly in love A woman is so in love with a man, she's just blind to all his faults, or vice versa. That is how God is in love with you. He's blind to your faults. He just overlooks them because He loves you, and He just wants to help you along the way. He's rich in mercy, rich in goodness. He's your biggest fan, your biggest supporter. When you fall, He's there to lift you up. Ephesians 2.7, that in the ages to come... He might show the exceeding richness of his grace in his kindness towards us through Jesus Christ. His kindness. Because of my background, I was raised in a strict Catholic school. I thought I had an angry God. And one of my best friends had a father who was very strict and used to beat him. So we looked at God in that way. He was a Catholic too. God was a strict God. If I made a mistake, he was ready to beat me down. Don't you dare think that thought. God was there ready to. But no, Psalm 103, he knoweth our frame. He remembers that we are but dust. God is the true father, Psalm 103. This is the riches of God's love right here. Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Verse 8, Psalm 103, verse 8. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. Sad to say, a lot of us don't have that picture of God because our fathers were not like that. So we have to get beyond that and see what is a true father like. Verse 9, He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. Verse 10, he hath not dealt with us after our sins, thank you Jesus, oh my gosh, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. As the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us as a father pitieth his children so the Lord pitieth those that fear him he knows our frame he remembers that we are dust verse 17 but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him hallelujah that is the riches I have a rich God but I also have a rich God when I serve him he takes care of me Matthew 6.33 Seek ye the first, the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. All these things. Remember that Jesus was telling them, don't worry about your food or your clothing or this or that. Just seek God. So if we really put God first, He does take care of us. Whether it's through friends helping you, a good job He gives you. But if God gives you a good job, make sure Don't get so busy with a job, like some people do, seeking money, that you neglect his kingdom. And if God gives you a lot of money, the big barns weren't the problem in Luke 12. God gave him a crop. Was that a problem? What should he have done with that crop? Thank you. He should have shared it with the poor. He should have given all his workers a bonus. That's how the attitude of the rich to the poor should be. And now as we come close to the end of time, The Bible told us how it would be in the last days. Turn to James chapter 5. A rather sad verse in the Bible, but we know there's going to be a happy ending. Someone once told me, and I believe it's true, that it's the rich who make the famines by improper practices, not investing. Okay, James chapter 5. Do we have a volunteer to read? Verse 1.
4: Come now, you rich, weep, and howl for your miseries that are coming upon you.
3: James tells the rich to weep and howl. Verse 2. Your riches are corrupted. Your garments are moth-eaten. The only reason your garments are going to be moth-eaten is because you're not using them or you're not sharing them. You must have so much in storage and the same thing with silver. Silver becomes corrupted when it just sits there. But if it's in use, it's not corrupted so this is coming from just like luke 12 i will build bigger barns for me verse 3 your gold and silver is cankerous and the rest of them shall be a witness against you and shall eat your flesh as it were fire you have heaped together treasure for the last days at the year 2020 january when the new year started a new decade there was many reports in the newspaper. It showed the twenty-six richest people in 2010. It examined these same twenty-six people who control 50% of the world's wealth. These 26 people, their wealth increased. You know, this is like the head of Amazon, the head of Apple, all these different super wealthy of the world. In the last 10 years, their wealth even increased. This is not the 1% of the world. This is the 1% of 1%. The super rich got richer, and we got poorer, less and less. And they keep us happy. You know, They give us some latest technology toys. and you know, This is the way the world's going. This is the way the Antichrist will control. We'll give everyone their iPhone at a reduced price. We'll give everyone their big screen TV. Just take the mark of the beast. This is what their plan is to make us all their slaves. This is their plan of the global elite. So, you have heaped treasures together for the last day. Verse 4, so sad. Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, crieth, the laborers cry, help us, feed us. And the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of the Sabbath. (sighs) Yes, sir. When the Lord hears the cries of the people, watch out. The Lord is ready to take action.
4: Thank you, sir. The other day I was reading the top eight most richest people on earth own as much wealth as they, as 50% of the world's poorest. In other words, when you put the wealth of Jeff Bezos, uh, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, uh, the Frenchman, Mark Zuckerberg, and... Uh, up to Larry Page, combined their wealth, the first eight, their wealth is as much as, as much as 50% of the world population put together.
3: And it's amazing. The Bible knew it was going to happen. It warned us of this. So we're not shocked. So we're not despaired. Last night, who was here for last night's class? Jesus said the great tribulation is only 42 months. So we can endure it. And remember, it says, God will be with you at every step. If we fall, they will be hoping with a little help. When Jesus fell in the garden, who came and helped him? Who knows this verse? An angel came and helped Jesus. We are going to have supernatural help in these tests. Verse 5, you have lived in pleasure on the earth. You have nourished your hearts as in a day of slaughter. You have condemned and killed the just. The just does not resist you. These people have a lot of blood in their hands, probably. But the Bible tells us, Be patient, therefore, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husband waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth. What is the precious fruit? Souls. It's precious. And who is winning the precious fruit? You. So when Jesus sees you, he's going to say, Come into the joy of the Lord well done my good and faithful servant Faithful. he didn't say well done my good and successful servant maybe you were persecuted on earth maybe you were afflicted like paul was shipwrecked whipped but paul said there's laid up for me first timothy 4 8 a crown of glory a crown of righteousness this is the true rich riches so be patient establish your hearts don't grudge against another. Don't get impatient because life is so difficult. Encourage one another. Nightlight.
5: You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight. Shining God's love light
4: to the world.
1: On nightlight today, we're listening in on a class called True Riches taught by John Rose when he visited Uganda earlier this year. I don't know about you, but hearing John teach really inspires me to want to do likewise. Well, we'll take a break here for a song. This one was recorded by Philip Johnson about 35 years ago, but it's absolutely on point for today's topic. (laughs)
6: What a sad, sad story, the successful men Whose wealth and glories all lost in the end Oh, they get that money, and they get that power And they keep on running, till the final hour When they hear the sound, and they look around And they see their towers Fall into the ground. And they say, Lord, 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 I should have realized. I got that money just a little too close to my eyes. Lord, I can't say I didn't know. I gained the world, but I went and sold my soul. What a sad, sad story. The successful man. Whose wealth and glory Is all lost in the end Oh, they play that game Just to make a name And they live in fame But they die in flames When they hear the sound And they look around And they see their towers fall into the ground And they say, Lord, Lord, I should have I got that money just a little too close to my eyes Lord, I can't say I didn't know I gained the world, but I went and sold my soul Don't be deceived and lay up for yourself Earthly treasures and worldly wealth Eat and thieves steal. Put your faith in something real.
3: okay so there's the prosperity gospel that's very popular israel needed a sense of prosperity they were a nation and what was the purpose of that nation the one main purpose god brought israel into the world to bring forth what the messiah and israel brought that they didn't do a good job they killed all the prophets that were sent to them as jesus said and they killed their own messiah but many jews thank god believed on jesus and we discussed the last few days too how the church was just like israel for thousands of years the church had gone astray once it became rich and powerful the roman empire became the holy roman empire and wasn't really so holy so we've all gone astray whether it's church or israel but now god is doing something new in these last days He's bringing forth a people who love him above anything. But some of the important things to Paul, it was in Galatians, let's turn to Galatians chapter 2. Some people were coming to say the Gentiles must be circumcised, the Gentiles need to keep the laws of Moses. And Paul said, no, I just want to keep one thing from the Old Testament. Galatians chapter 2 verse 10. they had this big meeting up there, what should they do with the Gentiles? And Paul said, they desired only that we should remember the poor, the very thing which I was also eager to do. So the one thing, let's keep from the Old Testament, help the poor. Psalm 41, consider the poor. All over the Proverbs, helping the poor. When Nebuchadnezzar sinned against God, Daniel 4 verse 27, how was he to be set free? Wherefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee, and break off your sins by righteousness, and break off your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. Nebuchadnezzar, if you want to stay rich, show mercy to the poor. All those eight people that uh, Francis was saying who are so rich, if they want to stay rich they better start showing mercy to the poor. Because James 5 verse 1 says, Go now and weep, you rich men. There a big rich, Jeff, uh, what's his name, the head of Facebook? He has several houses. He, he rented the houses next to him, big walls all around him. Can those walls protect him from a virus and a sickness? Those walls cannot save him. But you who know Jesus, you have such great faith. And even what if the virus hit you and you passed away? You'd be like Job, Job 13, 15. Even though he slay me, yet will I trust him. You have golden faith. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Job lost everything, but he kept praising God. And how did Job finally get the victory? He prayed for those friends. He prayed for his friends. Job 42.10, the Lord delivered the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. The Lord gave him twice as much. To me, that's so fascinating. John 12, I think it's 24. If a corn or wheat fall into the ground, it abideth alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. John 12.24. Yeah, unless a a grain of wheat falls on the ground and dies it remains alone some of are rich and selfish you don't have to be rich to be selfish I've seen poor people very selfish we are alone we're seeking our own but if we die we give it up I don't care about it it produces much grain Jesus said he that seeks to save his life will lose it but he that loses his life for my sake shall save it there's a great mystery in this The Son of Man came to serve, to give his life as a ransom for many. And this is what he calls us to do, to serve and serve, to love others.
5: It's nightlight. What a delight.
3: Yeah, don't always be jealous of the rich. Psalm 37, verse 1 fret not thyself because of evil doers they make so much money some of them neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as a green herb verse 3 trust in the Lord do good so shalt thou dwell in the land and you shall be fed delight yourself also in the Lord he shall give thee the desires of thine heart Verse 7, 37:7. Rest in the Lord. Who gives you that rest? Jesus, right? And wait patiently for him. Just like the same thing James said: wait patiently for him. Don't worry about the rich man who prospers, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. See, a lot of people get angry when they see the rich. Remember the famous uh, icon of the 20th century, Che Guevara? He was very angry. He saw coups overthrowing the good leaders and establishing dictators. He came all the way to Africa. He came to Tanzania, right, to overthrow Congo. Now, he spent the whole 1965 in Congo, a failed revolution. Then he went to Bolivia, where he died. What a sad story, you know, trying to fight against the rich. And those rich, 50 years later, the rich are still getting richer. He died in vain. How much better if Shegevara just preached the gospel, right? But you know, you, you get like that when you see these injustices. I know many people like that. I know many Syrians like that. They just want to go to war and fight because of the injustices. But I tell them, no, no, no. Jesus will, will do it. It says, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Verse 9. Evil doers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord shall inherit the earth. Just like Jesus said, but the meek shall inherit the earth. The beautiful Ugandans shall inherit the earth. The meek, the humble. God help us to stay humble. For yet a little while. And the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place and it shall not be. We look at that place. We consider, hmm, maybe I should go after riches. I'm tired of this poverty. I'm tired of this malaria. I'm tired of this sickness. We diligently consider the place of the rich, but look at the next verse, verse 11. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace when jesus comes back we're gonna have so much peace it's a temptation david was tempted again. psalm 37 turn 37 around you get 73 look at david's trials here david was so jealous okay he says god is good to israel god is good to his people psalm 73 the whole psalm is so beautiful for me my feet were almost gone Verse 3, I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Job said the same thing in Job 21. You should read Job 21. Job was so, when he was poor, so jealous of the wicked. Look at what David says. There are no bands in their death. Verse 5, they're not in trouble as other men. They have these big, beautiful houses. Therefore, pride compasses them about as a chain Violence covers them like a garment. Hmm, the rich and violence again. There's probably so much that goes on that we don't know where the rich use violence to keep their riches. Okay, they are corrupt, verse 8. They speak wickedly concerning oppression. They say, verse 11, How doth God know? There's no knowledge in the Most High. How many of the rich are totally antichrist and atheist? Verse 12, Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world, who increase in riches. Verse 13, I've cleansed my heart in vain. I've washed my hands. I've cleansed my heart in vain. I'm tired of coming to praying. I'm tired. It doesn't change things. Do you ever feel that way? Year after year, you see things going on. I've cleansed my heart in vain. David said, verse 14 all day long have I been plagued yesterday we fasted all day Okay. if I speak like this verse 15 I should offend the generation of my children 16 when I thought to know this it's too painful when you know the realities of the world it's painful you know what the Bible says he that increases knowledge increases sorrow the more you know about the world the more sorrowful you became I read history so much I can tell you, I've only learned one thing from history. One thing. The only thing I learned from all my studies of history is man, we never learn from history. Read all the history. I saw America making the same mistakes as Greece and Rome. You know, I've seen great men risen in my life. I'm a little bit older than you. I've seen great men fall. But the meek are still here, you've seen them come and go. So the one thing you learn from history is we never learn from history. Arnold Toynbee said, history, read it and weep. Read it and cry. We don't learn. But there is a book that gives us wisdom. So how did David get out of this downward spiral? You know, he's so going down. Verse 17. Until I went into the sanctuary of God. (gasps) Then understood i their end he went into the sanctuary doesn't mean he necessarily went a temple he went into his heart the temple of god he sought the scripture and god showed him verse 18 surely thou didst set them in slippery places thou cast them down into destruction how they brought into desolation as in a moment they're utterly consumed with terrors verse 21 thus my heart was grieved And I was pricked in my reins. 22. So foolish was I and ignorant. I was as a beast before thee. I was so foolish when I was jealous of them. I was stupid like a beast before you by being jealous. Verse 23. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by thy right hand. Verse 24. Thou hast guide me with thy counsel. And after you receive me to glory, I will have a new body in heaven. I will have rewards in heaven. What is this life? Verse 25. Who do I have in heaven but you? There's none upon earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart fails. but God, you're the strength of my heart, you're my portion forever last verse it's good for me to draw near to God I put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works I've learned God is my trust I'm the declare. I'm going to witness I'm going to win souls so that is the key when you're feeling down and out spend more time with Jesus and he will deliver thee and he will show you the victory hallelujah there's many more verses on this and I will leave pastor I have a 20 page class on this half of it written by some Nigerian missionaries who face the same problem where you know because you get this prosperity gospel from the rich you're not rich what is your sin what is God not blessing you what is that sin in your heart (laughs) give me more money to the church it is real it has happened maybe it's not happening here Thank God, it happens here. It happens, but God is not like that. Do you want to see what a true shepherd is? First, oh, sorry, we're doing overtime. Last one, I promise by the grace of God. <laughs> Help me promise and not to lie. First Peter five. <laughs> we have to stop. Okay, Peter learned the lesson. We said this a few times here. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Peter. Up. You love me? You know, I love you. Feed my lambs. (laughs) Jesus, three times. So many times in the Bible, Jesus says things two times. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Martha, Martha. There's about six, seven times Jesus says twice. With Peter, Peter was slow sometimes. (laughs) Jesus had to go three times. But look what Peter says in 1 Peter 5. Feed the flock of God which is among you taken oversight thereof not by constraint but willingly not for filthy dirty money okay says this honest gain here there it says filthy lucre King James said but of a ready mind neither as being lords verse 3 over God's heritage but being a sample to the flock verse 4 and when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of glory, better than a golden crown, that does not fade away. That is what, where my heart is. I'm going after that. Okay, praise the Lord. Let's go for the crown of glory. Okay, hallelujah. <laughs> we love you. Yesu amari meti. Amari And I'm Mari Mate, I love you too. Yes. <laughs>
0: Beautiful virgin were waiting for the coming of the bridegroom at his chamber door. Five of them were wise, their oil they kept. Bridegroom came, they went inside while the others slept. And it was too late Too late They missed their Poor man lay. Poor man begged for food. Rich man looked the other way. In the end, both men died. And so the story tells. Poor man went to be with Jesus. Rich man went to hell. It is so simple You just believe
1: favorite songs. Another oldie there from Mike Fisher, bringing us to the end of this edition of Nightlight. Thanks to John Rose. And I do have one more of his Bible classes that was recorded during his visit, which I'll share with you another time. That's it from me for now. God bless you. And I'll see you next time for another edition of Nightlight. God bless you.
7: You can see it on the TV You can hear it on the radio Tracked you like a maggot It's the favorite gadget to go Save up all your money to buy it They promised you the world on a stream And all your friends will love you If you buy the latest, watch them the thing Down on my knees the big, the Begging you Please, no more commercial blasts, I'm spending all my heart cash, just buying advertised trash, just buying advertised trash.